Good morning everyone. Because of the coronavirus, ano lang muna tayo, uh, fist bump lang muna tayo sa katabi natin. Alright? And pray that um, this virus will soon dissipate. And pray that our experts are now coming up with, uh, with the vaccine or the, uh, whatever you call it, the uh, medicine for this. And let's pray for China. Because this country has been the center of so many things that are happening right now. And so they need as much prayers as the rest of the world, but more so for, for the Chinese. They are being stigmatized. They are being uh, hated upon. They are being um, isolated by so many people just because of their color and because of their race. This is something that there is no way to happen And so um, let's pray for them and let's pray that our church will be able to practically minister to the Chinese that are here within our vicinity. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for assuring us today that you are the center of your church. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us into your courts of praise. And thank you, Lord, that on a Sunday like this, we can have the freedom to, to worship you and to thank you and to give you our utmost praise in the midst of all of these that are happening around us. Father, we pray for China. We pray, Lord, that the people of China shall be made whole by you, that the grace and the wisdom of the Lord shall be upon its leaders, and that, Lord, you will make use of these moments so that the Chinese people will open up their hearts to the declaration of your gospel, your gospel that saves, your gospel that heals, your gospel that redeems. So let it start here in our church, Father, that our hearts will always well up in our desire to share Jesus and make disciples. And so today, Lord, as you speak unto us, speak straight to the hearts of your children, for we are listening. In the name of Jesus, everyone will say, Amen. Amen. If you are here, if you have missed the last few Sundays, we are now in the middle of this love series. A few Sundays back, Pastor Albert talked to us about loving God. How there are many different kinds of love, but the greatest of that is the agape, the agape love of the Lord. It is the love that draws us. It is the love that sets no conditions. It is the love that is filled with grace. Last Sunday, Pastor Leo stirred our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit to bring us back to the imperative to reach the nation and the nations of the world. Very much what you are encouraging us to do, Pastor Jonathan. So he showed us last Sunday the great extent that our national office, our Lighthouse National Office has done so that every region shall be reached. And so last Sunday, you made your commitments to partner with your pastors. Rose and I, we made our commitment as well. We will be part of this journey because we have a nation and we have nations to reach. Next Sunday, don't miss this. Our very own brother Peter Caruz will talk about loving our family. Because everything, our sister Christine and brother Peter, nagtuturuan sila ng dalawa mga kaibigan. So, uh, this beautiful couple will share with us next Sunday how it is to start everything that we are aspiring to do to share Jesus and make disciples by loving your Family. The family is the most basic unit of society. It's the number one church within which children should be discipled 
husbands should aspire to become the priests and the wives should always be the intercessors and the prayer warriors to cover the whole family. And so don't ever miss that. Next Sunday, Brother Peter, Sister Christine will share with us all about loving our family. Today, we will talk about loving the church. So if you have your Bibles, please stand up and open your Bibles right now to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, we will be reading about six verses, 19 down to 25. I'll give you time to open your Bible apps or open your actual Bible. Hebrews in, is in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 10, we will start with verse 19. If you're there, say amen. I want you to read out the words, the word of the Lord out loud so that your spirit, your soul can hear you declaring the very counsel of the Lord, trusting that even in the reading of His powerful words, the minister, the ministry of the Holy Spirit already has begun in our hearts. Let us read this out loud together. Ready? Go. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep His promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and of good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now, that the day of His return is drawing near. Put your Bible apps, your Bible books in your heart. Say this with me. This is my Bible. God's Holy Word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. By faith, I receive the inspired, the anointed, the life-changing Word of God. Whatever I hear, I will do. Whatever I receive, I will share. In the name of Jesus, all rejoicing children will say, Amen. And you may be seated now. For me, the focal point, the focal verses of what we just read before I launch into the exposition of these verses that we just went through will be found in verse 19 down to 21. Dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of what? Because of what? Because of the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus. By His death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the what? Into the most holy place. And since we have 
a great high priest who rules over God's house. Now, we will continue. We'll go back to the verses that we just read. But for me, this is one focal point of everything that we are doing. So I've entitled this short sermon, Let the Church Be Full. Not just in physical number of attendees, but let the church really live up to the mandate and the gift that Jesus Christ has given us because Jesus said He has come to give us life in its fullness. And if there is a group of people, if there is an assembly, that is what the church really means, ecclesia, the assembly, the called out ones. If there is a group of people that should enjoy and that should be living out the reality of this fullness of life, it should be the church, the covenant people of the Lord. But I'd like to start something of um, a memory activity that we're going to do today, okay? Right in front of you, we have, how many of that? We have glasses or we have cups of colored sand, all right? I need somebody from every section. There is a table in front of you. I need somebody to pick up just one, the sand colored red. Somebody, come on, let's go. Kung sino malapit pick up somebody with a colored red. Let's go. There we go. Isa lang muna. There we go. Just one lang muna. Just one lang, please. Thank you. All right. Can we pour it out? into the bottle, please. If you have been to Christian weddings, you must be very, very familiar with the unity sand ceremony. Okay? Thank you. You may be seated. If this is our lives, ladies and gentlemen, if this is the church, the very foundation of everything that we do is the red-colored sand which signifies the blood of Jesus. That's why we are what we are. That's why we have what we have. That's why we can do the things that we are doing because the blood of Jesus has made things possible for us. The blood of Jesus has given us that entry point so that that which was once veiled, that which was once exclusive to the priesthood, that which was once only just for the great high priest. Because of the blood of Jesus, our reading today says, we can now enter boldly into the very presence of God. The very blood of Jesus is the alpha of everything that we do. It is the beginning of who we are. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Without the shedding of the blood, we still are what we were. Lost. Without mercy ever wondering and ever wondering, ever trying to run after the things in this world, but in the words of Solomon, it is all but a chasing after the wind. Everything is vanity and everything is meaningless. Now, for us to have an appreciation of how it is to have a full life through the blood of Jesus Christ, we need to refer back to what the Lord instituted in the tabernacle in the desert of Sinai. You know the story of the Israelites? The Lord promised Abraham that He is going to bring Abraham to this nation 
And the Lord covenanted with Abraham. But even in Genesis, the Lord already prophesied to Abraham that the day is coming when his people will be sent to a foreign land where they will be castigated and they will be stigmatized and they will be prejudiced against. And that happened during the time after the death of Joseph the dreamer. When they had to migrate to Egypt because of the famine in Canaan, and they were provided for while Joseph was alive. But when Joseph died, the next pharaohs that came never recognized nor respected what Joseph's wishes were, and they started to enslave the Israelites in the land of Egypt for 400 years. 400 years. That's about, if one generation during the time is about 40 years. Yan ang lifespan ng mga tao nun. Madaling mamatay because of the famine, because of the guars, because of everything that were happening. Wala pa silang medical breakthroughs. If one generation is about 40 years, 10 generations already had passed. 10 generations that were so enmeshed in slavery and 10 generations that didn't have any idea of what their forefathers believed in. Or maybe they had, a they had a clue. Maybe by the orality culture of the Jews, people, they were talking about all the things that God covenanted with Abraham all the things that Jacob, Isaac, and Jacob experienced in the presence of God. But you see, 400 years of slavery would do something to a person. Would you agree? We were under 300 years of Spanish rule. Even right now, we have so much Spanish influence in us. And they say even our attitudes in life, even our language, Cuchara, Tinidor, all of these Spanish languages. There's something that happens to you when you're under a foreign culture and you start to slip away and you start to forget who God is. You start to lose touch of your rootedness as a person. And so what did God do? When they finally crossed the Red Sea and they were now freed from the slavery of the Egyptians, the Lord commanded Moses to put up a tabernacle in the middle of the desert. Because the tabernacle is now a representation, a pattern for living. It is a template for worship. Who God is. How God would want to be worshipped. What should be the posture of people if they worship God. So let me demonstrate it. If this whole Buen Camino sanctuary is, our, is the tabernacle, let me start here. Pag hindi ako bumalik, pakitext na lang mga kaibigan. Okay. So let me start here. So if this is the east side, this is the west side, so north should be here and south should be here. The gate of the tabernacle, which was replicated or duplicated by Solomon's temple, but the original pattern was the tabernacle in the desert. This should be the gate here. Okay? So people would enter or the priests or the Israelites' men alone could enter the gates, the tent. And maganda yung napapalingon kayo sa akin, mga kaibigan, para hindi lang ang stage ang nakikita nyo. Now, women are never allowed to enter the tabernacle. So women, sorry na lang, gusto nyo yung example natin, labas muna kay lahat? Wag naman, okay. So, if this is the gate, women would be outside of the gate. Okay? When Solomon's temple was dedicated... When the temple worship was inaugurated, women have their own court. The Gentiles are even beyond the women. The Gentiles meaning the non-Israelites. 
they would not allow, they would not be allowed, even in the women's court. The women are outside the temple, and so in the tabernacle, they would enter into this tabernacle. One requirement, you enter by faith. And that's why there's a psalm that says, enter his courts with thanksgiving in your heart. Enter his courts with praise. It's very much symbolic of our, our Christian life, mga kapatid. When you enter the church, when you enter the gates of God's temple, you enter with faith. Now, when you enter now, now you are in the, you're inside. Here's what happens. That's how Solomon tried to copy the tabernacle. But today, we're going to talk more about the tabernacle, not the temple. Kasi sa temple, in-exaggerate na ni Solomon. So, let's talk about the tabernacle. That's the court of Gentiles that I was talking to you about. And that's what you call the Nicanor Gate. Now, you enter from the court of women. Now, you enter into this Nicanor Gate. Now, you are inside you're now inside the tabernacle. You're now inside the temple. What is inside the temple? Let me walk you through. When you enter, what you will notice is that there's going to be a, um, a place here where they kill the lamb, where they kill the bull, where they would kill the goat. And the goat and the bull and the lamb would be sacrificed in this laver. For the burned offering. What does it mean? I have no time to preach on this now. I will be preaching on this promise. This means repentance. That is only by the shedding of the blood that people can enter into the holy place of God. The starting point is always the blood. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And so, the lamb, the bull, during the time of Yom Kippur, meaning the Day of Atonement, the priest would even slaughter a bull for his own, for the great high priest's own blood covering. Baka talaga para sa great high priest. And the blood of the bull shall be sprinkled in that, and the bull will be burned in this lover, in this altar for the burnt offerings. After it, the animal has been consumed, the priest would now go down, and he would have this lever for the washing, ceremonial washing. So that even before they enter the holy place, the priest would be ceremonially clean. So they would wash the hands seven times. They would wash the hands three times, the elbows, parang ginagawa ng mga Jewish at mga Muslim. So, review. They enter the courts with faith. Repentance is needed for the forgiveness of sins, cleansing of your soul and body by the word, by the baptism. These are patterns for living, mga kaibigan. If you are going to be a disciple of Jesus, put your faith in Him, repent of everything that you have done in your life, let yourself be baptized, be washed by the cleansing power of the word. Tatlong sermon points up yun, mga kaibigan, tatlong Sundays na yun. And only then will the priests, only the priests and the high priest will be able to enter the holy place. There is a door here, a curtain, a thick curtain. Now they are in the holy place. While they are here in the inner court, you know what the great high priest does? Aside from slaughtering a bull and a goat, there's another goat that they take. And the, listen to this, the great high priest lays his hands 
on this goat and starts confessing all the sins of the nation. Adultery, murder, bearing false witness, idolatry, nililehan siya yung ulo ng kambing. Ceremonial way of showing that now all the sins of the nation are being transferred into this goat. And after all the confessions of the sin, wala namang kamuang-muang yung kambing kung anong sinasabi sa kanya, the goat would now be led by a man to the wilderness. Lalabas sila ng tabernacle. To rocky places where there probably are scorpions and vipers and all of these snakes and there will be no water and the, gay and the, the goat would be expected to die anytime soon. That's where you get the term scapegoats. And you remember the verse in Isaiah that says, The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Inilagay ng Diyos kay Jesus Christ ang lahat ng kasalanan ng mundo. And the Lord was led into the wilderness as He was being ushered to Golgotha. So, back here. Pag nakalabas na yung scapegoat, the priests and the great high priest will now enter the holy place. What do they see when they enter the holy place? On the right, they will see this table of shoe bread or show bread. Twelve breads representing the twelve tribes of Israel. Meticulously prepared. Ang kanyang ingredients, chef, ibang-ibang ingredients. You know why? Walang ref. Walang... Wala pang mga sealed nung unang panahon. But this bread would not go stale even for more than 10 days. It would be there for 6 days. It would only be replaced on the Sabbath. And only the priests could eat the bread once they are replaced. Yung 6-day-old bread, yun ang kakainin ng mga pari. What does it show? It shows that God is a God of provisions. That God, Jesus Christ would say, I am the bread of life. Those who have me will never go hungry again. On the other side, when you enter the holy place, you will see a menorah with seven burners. And it is very much found in the book of Revelation. It represents the seven spirits of God. It represents the seven churches, right? What does it mean? That the menorah now represents the light of the world. In the ancient tabernacle, there would only be one menorah here with seven, with seven lights. And Jesus would say, I am the light of the world. Those who walk with me shall never walk in darkness again. And here is a thick curtain that will lead you now to the Holy of Holies. But right beside the thick curtain, you would have the altar of incense. Where the priest would now burn incense, and as the smoke goes up, the priest now intercedes for and in behalf. The great high priest now would intercede for and in behalf of all the people that offered their sacrifices. And so as the smoke would go up, they believed ceremonially that now the very prayers of the saints are reaching the heavenlies. And now they would lift up the curtain. And now only the great high priest could go inside the Holy of Holies once a year lamang po. 
Not all the other priests, only the great high priest. Once a year, they would lift up the curtain, and now he would enter the holy of holies. And what do they see inside this holy of holies? They would see the Ark of the Covenant. Kung nanonood po kayo ng Indiana Jones, yan ang pinag-aaway nila sa Indiana Jones. That there was be this Ark of the Covenant. The intricate details of that, I don't have time to, to mention now. But it's so intricately woven, made with the finest of gold, with two cherubims, their, their, their wings touching each other. And now this is called the mercy seat. Yung cover ng Ark of the Covenant is the mercy seat. Believe that the very presence of God sits on that mercy seat, and that's where He dispenses mercies for His people. And that's why the great high priest, when he enters, he has in him a bowl filled with the blood of the bull, filled with the blood of the goat. He keeps on stirring it so that it does not coagulate. And as he goes around, as he goes around the Ark of the Covenant, he sprinkles the blood towards the mercy seat. Meaning that sacrifices had been made for the atonement of the sins of the people. And they are believing that for as long as the mercy seat of God is here, God, and that's why He's facing towards the east, because it's a declaration that God is receiving the blood offerings of His people. And you know the rest of the story? If the sacrifice is acceptable, the great high priest is able to go out and Pastor Albert would tell us they would even have a rope tied to the great high priest just in case lang ang great high priest ang hindi pure, the great high priest would be smitten dead right there and then. Hihilahin na lang siya palabas ng mga pare because he did not prove worthy to be in the presence of God. What is inside the Ark of the Covenant? You will have the stone tablets where God Himself engraved the Ten Commandments. You have the manna. You have the staff of Aaron that budded. Isang kahoy na walang kabuhay buhay, but it came to life. All of these are symbolic. The covenant of the Lord, the provisions of the Lord, the miraculous powers of the Lord. And what is the lesson for all the Israelites? That after 400 years of being away from God, after 400 years of being inoculated, inundated, enculturated by the pagans, by the idolatry of the Egyptians, God is showing them as God is showing us, there's a pattern for living. There's a pattern for worship. You enter His courts with faith. You repent. You get baptized. You just get cleansed by the, by the Word of the Lord. And now that you're covenant people, you're assured of the showbread, provisions, light of the world. Your prayers are now being answered by God. And when the great high priest is in the Holy of Holies, now he is in the mercy seat of the Lord. See, standing before the mercy seat of the Lord, and mercies are available to those that come to God. Now, why is this significant, my friends? Let me backtrack a bit. Because our reading today says, in the Old Testament, it was a restricted place. The women outside, the Gentiles outside, the Israelites only until the inner court. But after that, holy place, only the priests. But after that, only the great high priest. It was not open to anyone. Para bang may mga palagi, VIP access only. But our reading for today says, Pakibasa ready go. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can 
boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of what? Because of the blood of Jesus. Come on, Jesus deserves worship today, mga kaibigan. Give it your best. Give it your best. When you enter now the temple of the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, when you receive Jesus by faith, and you're, you're proclaiming, Lord, I am unworthy. I have done so many bad things in my life, but I am saved by grace through faith in Jesus. I enter through faith. I repent of my sins, but I don't have to kill a bull anymore. I don't have to kill a lamb anymore. I don't have to kill a goat anymore because Jesus Christ himself was the sacrificial lamb. By his blood, we can now enter. Jesus himself, by his word, has cleansed us. And that's why He baptizes us with water and He baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. Amen? All because of Jesus. And now He's providing for us a new and life-giving way. Not just to lead us to the holy place, which is good, but we are now being led by the Lord to the most holy of holies, mga kaibigan. All of us are no longer restricted by the blood, by the body, and by the grace of Jesus Christ. All of us by the grace of God, can now enter into the holy place where the mercy seat of God is there, where the blood of Christ is being, is being sprinkled. Do you understand this, mga kaibigan? Whereas before, isang tao lang ang pwedeng pumasok noon. Today, it's not just the pastor that can, hold, that can enter the Holy of Holies. It's not just the senior pastor. It's not just the archbishop. It's not just the pope that can enter the Holy of Holies. Everyone who has placed his or her faith in the saving power of Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus, we can enter into the most holy place. Come on, give your praise to the Lord, mga kaibigan. I pray we understand this. Because this is pivotal to everything that we do inside the church and outside of the church. This is pivotal if we are going to profess, if we are going to confess our love for the ecclesia, our love for this assembly of people, our love for the called out ones, our love for the people of the Lord. This is very important. The very foundation of our church is the blood of Jesus. That's why we can stand. That's why we can do what we can do. That's why we have what we have. And you know what? It's not only the blood of Jesus. It's not only that He has given us a new way to access the most holy place, but the third one is we now have a great high priest. And who is a great high priest? Jesus Himself is our great high priest. Siya na nga ang sacrificial lamb. Siya na nga ang nag-cleanse. Siya na nga ang bread of life. Siya na nga ang light of the world. Siya na nga ang commandment. Siya na nga ang embodiment of the law. He Himself is also the great high priest that makes intercession for us day and night, the one that mediates between man and God because nobody else can do that except our Savior and our King alone. Come on, give your praise to the Lord, mga kaibigan. We need to go back to this. And I pray every Sunday or every moment that we are given the chance by the Lord to come to this church. That the church really is just a building. But the church really are the people the called out ones, 
that when there is an assembly of the called ones, the saints, the redeemed, people who have been set free, people that have been given the access, people that have been given favor by the very Son of God, makaibigan, that you look at each other with such love, that we look at each other with such respect, that we look at each other in such awe, that just like you, he or she, ikaw kaibigan, tiningnan ka ng Panginoon na may kaawaan sa kanyang mga mata at may kaawaan at pagmamahal sa kanyang puso. Kaya malaya tayong nakakapagsamba sa simbahang katulad ng ganito na ibinigay niya sa atin. Amen? Hallelujah! 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 Lord, seal this now, Lord, for the people of God. So after telling us in Hebrews chapter 10, the blood of Jesus, the body of Jesus that gave us entry point to the holy place and now the great high priest Jesus Christ our all in all ruling all over God's throne our first gift as a church is that we have now full access we have now full access ladies and gentlemen verse 22 because of the blood because of everything that Jesus Christ has done pakibasa let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood. You are no longer under condemnation to make us clean. And our bodies have now been washed with pure water. Do you now see the symbolism, mga kaibigan? Do you now see the symbolism? When we come to church, we have full access to the Holy of Holies. When we come to church, when we assemble together as a church, as a body of Christ, as the called out ones, we know we are in the very presence of God, our trusting hearts, fully trusting Him. Even our guilty consciences no longer condemn us. Ayaw ni Lord na hanggang pagtanda ang mga Kristiyano palagi pa hyper-guilt, palagi pa bit-bit ang guilt ng mga ginawa mo na nakalipas na ibinayaran na yan ng dugo ni Kristo mga kaibigan. Hindi ka na dapat nagigilty sa mga bagay na pinatawad ka na ng Panginoon. Amen? Kung nagkasala ka, ihingi mo ng tawad sa Panginoon. That's why there's a sacrificial burnt offerings. Jesus did that for you. Say sorry unto him, and you know that you are forgiven when you ask for his forgiveness. And now you can stand your guilty consciences sprinkled by the blood of Jesus. That's why we love our church. That's why we come here. People would say, Pastor, I came here to church. I was feeling so down. In just a matter of two minutes, three minutes, when the praise and worship started singing, it's just like this heavy burden being lifted off of me. It's the grace of God because the Lord doesn't want you to carry those burdens anymore because He carries it for you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 What else? Because we have full access. Ano sabi? Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Now look at that, mga kaibigan. Let us now approach God's throne. What's God's throne? The mercy seat. Where God Himself is seated with confidence because Jesus ushers us in. So that what do we do? What do we receive? We receive mercy. What do we find? We find grace in times of need. That's why we love our church. Because here in Lighthouse, we don't proclaim to be perfect, here in Lighthouse, I will be the first to confess my sins before you. 
I'll be the first to confess to you my weaknesses, but I hope, hopefully I'll also be the first to proclaim that my confidence is in Christ Jesus alone. And in Him, I'll stand forever and ever. So, I have here two colors, the color green. I need somebody, three people. Come on, let's go. Three people. We have three cups there with color green. I need three people. I need you to pour it. I need that later. Okay? Back it green in color because it's a green light for us, church. It's a green light for us. Because of the blood of Jesus that covers us, look at that. There is now freedom. There is now full access to the very presence of God. Come on, give your praise to the Lord, mga kaibigan. This is just a memory tool for you, okay? Every time you remember the color green, you realize, I have now full access into the very presence of the Lord. Let the church be full. Not only full access, but full conviction. Because we are now given by the Lord the access we are now covered by His blood. We are now washed clean by His word. We are now provided. We are now illumined upon. We are now given mercy and grace. We now are covenant people. Another thing that I failed to mention, let me, let me go back a little bit because I don't want you to miss this. You know the high priest? You know why, he's not, you know why he would be dressed like that? Over here in his breastplate, are 12 stones of precious gems, onyx, sapphire, diamond, gold, all of that. Every one of that represents the tribes of Israel, the covenant people of God, close to the chest of the high priest. Because that's how important, that's how loved, that's how valuable covenant people are to our covenant maker. On his shoulders are black onyx stones with also the names of all the six tribes of Israel, another six tribes here, 12 tribes of Israel. What does it mean? That the Lord carries your weight upon His shoulders. Now look at that, mga kaibigan. If you have full access to the Lord, you also have full conviction. You also have full conviction that in everything that you do, can you click that please? Come on, one more. You have full conviction that our hearts are now bound to the very heart of our great high priest. That our names have been engraved in precious gems. That our troubles, our burdens are now being carried by the ultimate burden bearer of all. And his name is Jesus Christ. He is our great high priest. That's why we love our church, because in the church, we are being reminded of this truth that you will never be told outside the church. When you're outside the church, when you're outside the covenant of God, what would you be told? Kaya mo yan. Lakas lang ng loob yan. Discarte pare. Daanin mo sa face value. Dapat may network ka lang ng mga kaibigan. Their conviction is that they are self-made. Their conviction is that I can do this on my own. 
Their conviction of the outside world is that religion is nothing but a crutch. Sandigan lang na mga tao. In Karl Marx's words, this is just a panacea, a cure-all that doesn't really cure. But when we are in the church, we are reminded by the reading that we had today to hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep His promise. And that's why we have that full conviction. Just like the prayers of Pastor Nikki a while ago, the prayers of Brother RJ, the songs of Matthew, all reminding us, Lord, all of this, Duman man kami sa ilog, duman man kami sa apoy, hindi kami malulunod, hindi kami masusunog. Those are convictions, mga kaibigan. Not because tiwala tayo sa ating face value, not because flex ng muscle yan, not because we have 10,000 followers in our Instagram, not because we are being retweeted by our followers. No, no, no. Our full conviction is this. Our God who promised all of His grace, all of His provisions, all of His guidance, all of His forgiveness for sins, He who promised can be trusted because He is faithful to His Word. Amen? And that's why we love our church, mga kaibigan, because this is the assembly of the Lord's people. Here, we rub off on each other. Here, we strengthen one another. And that's why let the church be full, full of love. Because we have full access to the mercy seat of the Lord. Now we have full access to the benefits of the covenant. And because we have the full conviction that God will never waver nor renegade or renege on His word, then we can be full of love. That's why our reading today says, so let us think of ways to motivate one another. On where? To acts of love and good works. Because for one reason or another, mga kaibigan, sa dinami namin ang pwede mong puntahan on a Sunday like this. It's 11 o'clock. Why are you here? It's a Sunday. Naka tatlong kilo na ka na sana ng labada ngayong by this time, mga kaibigan. Or siguro nakatapos ka na ng dalawang episodes ng uh, sinusundan mong Netflix series on a Sunday like this. At 11 o'clock, naghihili ka pa sana ngayon because you badly need the rest. But why are we here? Because there's a reason that God led us to this place. And all of the many churches, which are all good and blessed, and we speak blessings to these churches, we never malign, we will never allow any church of the Lord to be maligned or to be looked down upon. New Life, blessed church. CCF, blessed church. Victory, blessed church. GCF, blessed church. Bread from heaven. Day by day, I can mention all the other great churches around us, but for one reason or another, the Lord took you to Lighthouse. Why? Mas magandang parking sa Festival Mall. Totoo po yun. Wala kang problema sa parking dun. Pagpasok mo, aircon. And that's why Victory is a blessed church. People troop to that place. It's easy, it's convenient. But why here in Lighthouse? Maybe because that person beside you, lingunin mo ang katabi mo, will be used by the Lord to motivate you to love and to good deeds. Dito mo sa Lighthouse, malamang makikita ang best friend mo. Dito mo makikita sa Lighthouse, ang ka-ministry partner mo. 
ang taong magbibigay sa ng kalakasan sa mga panahong nalalamig ka sa ministry. Agree? Let me, let me read to you the other, verse, the other versions. ESV. Let us consider how to stir up one another. King James Version. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love. MIT Version. Let us keep contemplating on how to motivate one another. You contemplate, pinag-iisipan mo. Paano ko kaya encourage si Brother Ramir? Paano ko kaya mapupush si Doc Noel? Paano ko kaya may encourage si Doc Josie? Paano ko pa kaya may stir up si Des? Paano pa kaya may encourage si Pastor Jonathan? NAU version. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. All of these descriptive words, these action words being used, just show us that my friend, the church is supposed to be full. To be full of love, to be full of encouragement, to be full of motivation. In another version, it says, let us spur one another to love and good deeds. Thank God for this gift called church. And lastly, if the church will be full, then there is also full participation. Because we know we have full access, right? We have full access. And we know we have full convictions in everything that we have, in everything that we profess. May tinutungtungan tayo. But balikan ko lang, we have to be full of love. Anong kulay tayo des? I want three people to pour out the blue color. Let's go. Ibibenta natin to after that, i-auction natin to. Ang mga nag-pour out, may kasali sa share ng auction money. So because of the blood of Christ, we have full access, we have full conviction, and because of the blood of Christ, we have full love. Shall we make use of the yellow? Yes? And I need three more to pour out the yellow color. Perfect. Are you seeing this, church? Are you seeing this? Now look at that. You have the red, the blood of Christ. You have the green, full access. You have the blue, full conviction. You have the love, the yellow color. And lastly, I need three more. I need how many? Two more. Three more. I need you to pour out the orange. Full participation, mga kaibigan. Okay? Mga tagamuntin lupa tayo kaya tagalas pinyas orange ang color ng traffic police officer dito. Kailangan kasali ka sa ginagawa ng Dios. Amen. Palapakang natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. Now look at that. Look at that. Full participation. And that's why our ending verse for today would say, let us not neglect our meeting together because we are the assembly, we are the assembled ones. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Meaning, at the time, the greatest problem during the time of Hebrews was apostasy. People were now leaving the church. They were now 
turning their backs on the church. In our present times, maybe it's not apostasy. It's just plain and simple laziness. People don't want to meet other Christians anymore. They just say, meron namang YouTube. Meron namang uh, preaching sa TV. I'd rather stay here at home. I don't need to shake hands with people. Wala pang coronavirus na pwedeng lumap, dumapo sa akin, right? And best part, pag nasa bahay lang ako, walang tithes and offerings, mga kaibigan. Nakatipid pa, right? Na-bless na ako ni Lord, wala pang tithes and offerings. And that's why the Bible would say, some people are now in the habit of doing that. They have given up on meeting one another. But there again, the very positive word says, but what? Encourage one another. Especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. Especially now. With all these things, I don't want to be a doomsday scenario prophet here. And I don't claim expertise on eschatology. But the Bible does remind us that in the last days, there will be shaking of the earth. There will be pestilence. There will be plagues. Billions of locusts are now rummaging through the whole of the continent of Africa. In biblical proportions, they say. Nagsasabay-sabay ang Taal Volcano, ang earthquake, nagsasabay-sabay ang coronavirus, nagsasabay-sabay ang plague of locusts, wars, rumors of wars. You read the gospel. It seems like all of these signs are being shown unto us. Will the world end today? Come, Lord Jesus, we are ready. But the young people would say, Lord, magkasawa muna kami, Lord, bago bumalik. Right? Wag muna, Lord. Magkasawa muna ako. Pagtapos ng honeymoon, come, Lord Jesus, pwede na. Right? So it depends on people. So I will not set dates because the, because the Lord doesn't want us to put dates on when He is coming. But we are supposed to tell people that because Jesus was prophesied by the Bible, that He would come as a baby, and He did come as a baby. The Bible prophesied that Jesus Christ would minister in power, and He ministered in power. The Bible prophesied that He would be born to a virgin mother, and He was birthed by a virgin mother. Jesus Christ has prophesied that He would die as a criminal, and He died as a criminal. The Bible prophesied that He would rise on the third day, and He did rise on the third day. Jesus Christ said, I am coming again. If all the other prophecies about Jesus were fulfilled, Jesus Christ, meron lang siyang isang unfulfilled prophecy that He will come again. But because all the others were fulfilled, His coming again will happen. When? It can be today. It can be tonight. It can be to tomorrow. It can be next year. It can be a hundred years from now. We don't know. But if the signs are telling us, the Bible tells us today, He's returning is drawing near. And this needs to be preached in the church. Because otherwise, the Christians will be lulled into thinking. We will now take for granted the blood of Jesus, the baptism that we were given into. We will now take for granted the light that we were given, the bread that we are provided, the mercies that we were given. And that's why maybe the book of Hebrews, if you'll continue Hebrews chapter 10, it will say, if you keep on sinning, then no sacrifice is left for you. But when people are aware that the blood of Christ is so precious and you don't mock it, you don't trivialize it, you don't make a small deal out of it, you make the biggest deal out of the blood of Jesus Christ, and you know and you know, He is much nearer 
done before. He's coming again. Could be just around the corner. Then the more that the church should know with full confidence the blood of Christ is our foundation. That we have full access to the throne of grace. That we've been given full conviction to never waver because He is a promise keeper. That we have to have full love because love covers a multitude of sin. And that we should be fully participative in everything that God is doing, especially in the last days. He's making His body whole. Ephesians would say. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and what? Full of love. This is no time to be mediocre Christians. It's an oxymoron, by the way. It is, an, it is a contradiction. If you're a Christian, you shouldn't be mediocre. It is an oxymoron to say, lukewarm Christian. Because if you're a Christian in your heart, we will never be lukewarm. If you know and you know, it's the very blood of Jesus that purchased whatever freedom you have today, you can never be afford to be a fence-sitter. Otherwise, the book of Revelation would say, the Lord will spit you out of His mouth. But just as God has shaped you to be part of His body, and you will fit together with all the members of the body of Christ, we will grow healthy and we will be filled with love. Another one. Before the rituals, the inner court, the holy place, the holy of holies were just exclusive to the priests and the great high priest. Peter would say, Pakibasa, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So, walang excuse, mga kaibigan. Walang excuse na si Pastor Jojo lang dapat na nagpipray kasi siya lang yung priest. No way. God is declaring all of us. All of us. Come on, turn to some people around you. That includes you. Sabi mo lang, that includes you. We are a royal priesthood. So, I want Four more people to volunteer right now, or five more people. How many, how many cups do we have? Just as the Christ, the blood of Christ, is the one that started it all, it's the blood of Christ that will cover us through it all. It's the blood of Christ that will overflow in us. It's the blood of Jesus that continues to be poured, that continues to be remembered. That's why whenever we have communion, the Lord Jesus Christ says, do this in remembrance of everything that I have done for you. And look at this, church. Look at this. In my, in my glass here, do I have your attention? As the blood of Christ is being poured out, the church is just the called out ones, saved by grace, proclaiming His grace, and you know what? The grace of the Lord always overflows in His people. It is overflowing. It is overflowing. To show us, my friends, that the grace of God will always be more than sufficient. Amen? 
And I call this during wedding rites a tapestry that only God could have woven. But the same message that I speak during wedding rites, I speak to the church of the Lord. We are different people. We have different motivations in life. We have different shapes in life. But we are bound by the same blood, covered by the same blood. And as a church and as a people, we do things beautifully. We are oaks of righteousness for the display of the splendor of the Lord. Light us, family. Let us love this church, shall we? Because when there's love in His church, then the church of the Lord will truly be. There is fullness in the body of Christ. So there's one thing that I'd like you to do before we pray. When you exit later on, we have a ministry fair that will go on, that will be happening downstairs, okay? Uh, we have a ministry fair downstairs that will happen. If you would like to plug into this church, if you're saying, yes, pastor, now that I have full access, now that I know I am fully covered by the blood of Jesus, I want to be part of this beautiful tapestry that the Lord is doing. Then don't remain in your seats, Kaibigan. Don't remain. Pastor Jonathan says there is a gospel famine all over the world. I like that word. There, are, there is a gospel starvation all over the world. We are here in Lighthouse. We are full. Busog na busog na tayo sa Lighthouse, mga kaibigan. And may it be so. So that from the overflow of our hearts, we speak, we speak. Hindi tayo pwede mag-minister kung side na side tayo. But because we are full already, because we've been given full access, we have the full conviction, we have full love, we have full participation, then the world out there, the broken world out there will know about Jesus. Then the world out there will know that we truly are oaks of righteousness. Then the world out there will truly know the power of the cross that has been given us. You will see this. Sorry I could not put all the emblems and the logos of all the ministries. There will be so much more, okay? So don't be offended if your, if your logo is not here. I could only come up with eight last night. But please, the youth, the men of action, the YAMO, the, the media, the kids' church, the FBM, the sidewalk ministries, the Levites, and so much more. The intercessors, the kids' church, the ushering ministry, all of these, ladies and gentlemen, the media ministry, all of this we can do. You can go downstairs and just go and say, I just want to be a disciple first. I want to be part of a discipleship group. Many of you have been called and texted already by some of our elders because of our zoning project two Sundays ago. And many of you have responded, yes, we're going to be part of the DG. Kung wala ka pa rin sa DG, go downstairs. Look for somebody. I want to be part of a discipleship group. I want to be part of this beautiful thing the Lord is doing called church. A church that has full access, full conviction, full love, full participation. A church that is full because only then can we share Jesus and make disciples. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen.